All right, so let's try this again. Nice, we're recording again. Yeah, those sons of bitches, they try to get us. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know how this works. So for everybody who's listening here, I am hotspotting off of my phone because my cats climbed through my ceiling and uh, appear to have dickered something up about my email connection or my internet connection, which uh, I don't really understand how that's working, right? Because I have one cable that's going from my modem to the connect outside where it ties into the main line. And uh, it's like one of those aux cables that's screwed in on either end and I unscrewed and rescrewed it and it's fine. So unless there's like a defect in the cable, I really have no idea what could be going on there. I've, I've turned everything on and off again, like 8 billion times power cycle, right? I've power cycled it all as we say in it. I don't know what the hell that is, but I trust you. Power cycling. I don't know what a power cycle is. It's just turning it off and on again. Oh, that, oh, that's a. I like that. That's good phrasing. That's good phrasing. Yeah, I know. It's it's. <laughs> it sounds it's, so it's much sexier. Most... It sounds so much. <laughs> yeah. I actually feel like something. I was like, wow, that sounds esoteric. What, what am I missing? Like power oh, cycle okay, is yeah, something that I could say in like on. an ASMR video, right? Uh, I could. I, mm. Power cycle. Power cycle. Power cycle. Power cycle. Power cycle. Turn it off again. Mm. On again. That's not. That's not something I could do, right? Nah, that's not. That's that's not nearly as sexy. Power cycling. So I'm using that. I'm using that from now on. A nice power cycle. It's super funny to say to women, like you, you uh, like really condescendingly, like whenever they give you any tech problem, like, have you power cycled the device yet? (laughs) 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 Oh no, I haven't. And then just like act like uh, act like they're supposed to know what it is, and. uh... That's so condescending. With, with like, I'm what is, what is a power cycle? And just like roll your eyes a bunch. Like, oh my god, are we in like fourth grade here? We really <laughs> don't know what the fuck a power cycle is. Like, how dare you? Yeah, yeah. Fucking, if like, you can get them to Google it, it's so much better too. Because like it, <laughs> they will feel silly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Note to self: Next time, I want to gaslight, gaslight with the power cycle. Dude, so, oh, yeah, uh, so yeah. my, my now eyes we, we really... made it through. Oh yeah, go for it. Oh no, I was just saying we made it through the t- tech error. So yeah, talk about your. I don't eye. know if we made it through. We might have a uh, we might have another resurgence. No, I'm manifesting here at some point. Yeah, I'm hopefully. So I'm, I'm hot spotting off my phone. So I assume we have like giga latency because we're going Wi-Fi to my phone to whatever uh, like 4G cell tower. So not yeah, no, nearly we're doing, as cool this, as this my is a standard affirmation. Wi-Fi. Yeah. I believe, I believe. I also have two mics now, guys. So I have two different, slightly different audio tonalities we can apply to my voice, right? So we have this one. This is the microphone that Billie Eilish, Billie Eilash, I don't know how to say her name, the Irish one. I think it's Eilash, that, uh, yeah. It's Eilash? No, it's no not. Way. I just wanted to. It's definitely I, not Eilash. Man. I will believe any pronunciation, man. I'm not, a, I'm not a pop music guy, and I've never seen anything about this woman in, uh, you know, like none of my coworkers come in and they're like, talking about billy e-word right so it's something Mm. that's completely off my radar and you could convince me that you pronounce her name any way you want but uh i have the microphone that she uses on stage apparently according to some audio review and i have the microphone that everybody else uses on stage over over here 
So I don't know if you can hear mm. that, but we now have uh, we we have the ability to go radio announcer voice or uh, Billy Eward voice. And I don't necessarily know which you guys prefer, but uh, maybe we can put a little poll in the comments and we can vote on it. Right. We can get a or if you subscribe to our Patreon for the uh, the king tier, the one hundred and fifty seven dollar mm. tier, we can have a uh, <laughs> a poll down there. Right. So I will actually make a nobody's king opinions tier. going to. Yeah, I think we should actually. Nobody is. I have, right now I have, two, I have two tiers right now. I have the kittens because I call it the litter box. The Patreon is the litter box. And oh then my. I have the raccoon tier. So the we need to have. Tier. Yeah. The raccoon tier is the. Uh, the, 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 rac- tier. the raconteers. Is, wasn't that a band? The raconteers. Ooh. Rac-a-teers. That is a band. That's, a Jack, that's Jack White's like uh, side project band. Side project. Um, the side hustle. <laughs> yeah, it was a side. Well, the thing is, like, the White Stripes became like most popular, but like, his drummer is not a real musician. Like he on a, he picked her because she was right. amateurish, and oh. so he, he basically like made the side project with like an actual band uh, because she can only do it so much. But like it it gives it a cool sound when you have an amateur who doesn't know what they're doing on drums. Uh, That's an interesting way to think of it. So like I nowadays now, yeah, but it does. I mean, like to him at least. But so nowadays when he tours, he does his whole all of his band's music um, because he owns basically all the rights to him, but. He actually has a musician and such shit now. Hmm. I thought you were going to say he's one of the guys who White. uses a drum machine. There's so Maybe many actually, bands now that do the drum machine thing. Uh, yeah, I, I don't like drum machines. I used to, this was like a really big thing for a minute when in, in like the Warped Tour band scene, like you would like make these like sort of hardcore bands would like make music that's like, was like basically at the time too hard for people to play. Or, or or just too hard for them to find a drummer to play it, even though drummers can do it. And so they would all have, like, fucking drum machines. And I was always, like, it always, like, made cool, like, kind of uh, cyberpunk-y music. But it, I, I, like, I don't like it. I'm not a fan. I like, I like, I like, I like not, like, digital. I like music that has, like, a swing to it that's, like, not, it's, like, more analog. I, I want, like, to hear the mistakes that humans make. I did, uh, I went down the whole like audio rabbit hole and hilariously I focused entirely on the, uh, on the, the lame parts of music, right? So not necessarily do I actually like this music, but I listened to music specifically that would allow me to pick out the differences between various, uh, tiers of high end audio gear more easily. So that was like, after I, Hmm. after I stopped listening to music in like high school, early college, uh, well, it was, it was before then actually. What do you mean you just stop listening to music? Well, I I basically stop listening. Yeah, like I don't really. Sometimes if I have someone in the car, I'll turn on the radio or something like that. But I don't. And there's been like a series of things that led to this. And I think I've talked about this before, but it's basically like after my uh, my Google Play Music subscription ran out and then <laughs> later, later they destroyed Google Play Music. Right. So it doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah. So I had all of my playlists and all of the songs that I listened to. Like, I don't even really remember what it was and I don't have any way to go back and like. You know, so if you were to ask me, like, what are your top That's such a favorite boomer. bands? That's such a I, boomer I, reason. <laughs> I can't fucking remember any of my any of the music I listened to, right? Because it was like half, uh, half like alt indie stuff in high school, and half just like EDM stuff. And nobody knows the name of any EDM song, right? No, I don't know a single. Indie, I, I, well, like, I know like two EDM artists, and that's literally it. Like, and I can go. And I just you can, play playlists. You can play like a uh, a 2010s EDM playlist for me, and I will recognize mm-hmm. every single song, but I have no idea what any of them are called. And this is yeah, pretty like, this is pretty par for the course for everyone who's ever listened to EDM or gone to like a rave or anything like that. It's all just kind of like a it like it's there together. in your head, but it gets saved in a very different file type than everything else. And uh, 
So I don't know, like, I, I just have no way to even like, I can't air quotes, even get back into music, right? Like it's all just gone. So like when you just do work and stuff, you just, it's all the silence. You're just like, yeah, just, or, or I'll put just on some sort of a, uh, I don't know. Sometimes I'll put on like someone else's podcast or, uh, someone's been trying to get me into eBooks and I really can't do it, but, uh, I don't know. Like very, very commonly I'll take, uh, I have this pair of earplugs that kind of looks like headphones and I put those in just so people don't bother me. Yeah. I used to, I used to wear my headphones all the time. Even when I was listening to music, it's very useful in that way. But like, wait, so I, I I can do earbooks if I'm like in the gym, I think it's easier to have like a earbook earbook playing like 1.5 speed. And you're just like listening, to, but it has to be nonfiction. I can't follow. I can't, fiction. dude. I I cannot do anything in the gym. Like I cannot anything that requires any degree of focus. I've tried the ebook thing while lifting, and the result is just that I uh, I go in for a ninety minute workout, I perform the ninety minute workout, and I come out, and there's like a ninety minute, uh, like I, I've skipped forward ninety minutes in the ebook, and I have no recollection of anything that was said. <laughs> this is some good focus. I used to listen to podcasts during the gym. It's actually really good for a gym because I think yeah, podcasts podcasts are not bad for that. Yeah, the I only mean, you pro- don't have the to only problem is like uh, every now and then like they hit something that like and podcasts uniquely because like when you're listening to music, it's like yeah, maybe it's not peaking right when you're going for the set. That's not usually a huge problem. Podcasts uniquely though, if they're saying some like super weak, hyper low energy shit right when you're going for the set. Or like you're halfway through this set yeah. and then they start hitting you with some like uh, super gay vibes. It murks you yeah. in a way that nothing else can. Like it totally destroys the set. It's like you uh, you just get like fucking kneecapped. Yeah, no, I can't. There's only specific podcasts I could do it to because like the average podcast is too. It just they just don't have enough vitality. I can do it to BAP because BAP kind of makes it a performance. Yeah, and I can do it to like the, the silly. The it silly probably comes down. I have really never tried. Yes, the accent. Well, if you start laughing while you're lifting, it's a problem. I know. Um, that's I can do a, that's a problem. Down. And like I, the thing with if the I'm running, but... accent, like I can, uh, you know, I can, I can deal with it, obviously. But there's certain points where it becomes so goofy. And like, he'll be saying something very serious in this like really, <laughs> really goofy accent. And my brain sort of like starts tripping over itself. And it, it results in like a hilarity spiral that causes me to laugh, like regardless of uh, whether or not the content yeah. itself was actually funny. So it's just this weird like side plot that my brain goes down to. And if that happens in the gym, it's fucking over. Yeah. I, I increasingly, I just like the silence in the gym or. But I, I would say it's 50, 50. It kind of depends on my mood. If it's either a podcast or it's silence, but for everything else, like if I can't work in silence, I need like something playing either metal or like EDM or something that's like, I can't understand if I can understand the lyrics, it's a problem that I'll start focusing on that and I'll get distracted. So it has to be something that's, I can plausibly ignore the words too. So it's like, yeah, it has no, to be for like work, I another language or interesting. Like I cannot, I cannot have anything. This is probably why you're so like, productive. I, I, it's not like I can, uh, like I'm incapable of performing any work if there's background noise or anything, but like, 100% of the time, my output is going to be shittier than if I were just listening silently to uh, nothing. Like I can put on background That's noise, I can put on white so noise, I, I can put on like instrumental stuff, it doesn't matter what it is, I'm going to be at like 70-80% capacity on whatever I'm doing. Wow. 
I wish I, I wish I, I, I can't even relate. I have no idea what that's like to be I think, able to just I think like it might be, be common. Like, I, I think I saw a study a while ago that said that the majority of people who uh, put music on when they're studying, like they did, they did a control versus their standard. And they found that most people actually had lower output when they had any sort of uh, like study music or anything going on in the background. Oh, well, studying, no. Well, it kind of depends what you mean by studying because, like, I never, like, if you're studying, like, reading stuff, then absolutely no, I don't like music. But if you're studying, like, um, for that, I, if I was reading something, I would put on, like, binaural beats and just, like, kind of force myself into a trance. But if you're studying, like, math or something and I'm just, like, doing problems, um, like, ad nauseum, then, then I want music. The binaural um, beats. So, I mean, I get it. But also, like... I, the binaural beats go hard. They like you just get in like a trance, and then you're like, "Oh shit!" Four hours of just focus have gone by, uh, and it's just like, "Dude, I've never really tried them." <laughs> I, I haven't played around too much with. Oh, the I mean, guy. I think it might just be binaural beats go hard. I don't know. I mean, it's. I think it's some people. I don't know. Some people think it's more. Uh, it might just be a placebo, but even if it is, I'm okay with it. It's a placebo that works. Yeah, I mean, placebos work for me. I, I think uh, I don't know. I'm I'm very yeah. I'm very interested in the direction that the ASMR community has gone because it like at first when it showed up a few years ago, everyone was sort of like, uh, "This is like a weird freak meme thing that's going to go away," and now it's developed into like, like I want to say that ASMR content consumption is like second only to like music on YouTube. In terms of things that people do on like a regular yeah, consistent basic, it's it's a really shockingly people huge just fall asleep to it. I know, and we we need to start doing the. Uh, I can't. There's like Verz and Lucas Samar. Yeah, we're gonna right. That was this was our new plan that we were talking about, guys. So we had a we had an impromptu. I guess it was just me and Marie when you left to go get dinner, but we did an impromptu ASMR interview there. And uh, I was thinking that maybe we should start up a second channel, right? Uh, Verse and Luke, and then all capital ASMR. Verse and Luke ASMR. There's not really a good way to pronounce I think it's it is the only thing. It's one of those, uh, it, it has to Are be you guys seen like through Verse and Luke ASMR? Yeah, it has to be seen through text, yeah. Yeah, it's not really working. And it's, I mean, like it may be one of those things where it's like our, brand, our logo. I think we could do, yeah, we could do but like the thing VNL. is that we could do like VNL with like a ridiculous, like a, like a super gaudy font, like a, the Louis Vuitton font <laughs> and, and have well, like, that would be kind of sick. That would be so lit. That would be so sick. The hand sign. I think that would be pretty good. Yes. We should. Yeah. We're going to, we have to brainstorm that logo because I, I need a, a gaudy. Yeah. VNL would go sick. Um, <laughs> I actually like talked to I was talking to people at uh, the, the event yesterday and like a lot of people shockingly despite the very long name many multiple people have uh, confirmed that they liked that we just went with our names because huh. it's because cool. it's so easy to, it's, yeah but here's why though because it's so easy to just get lost even though a cool name is cool everyone likes a cool name but it's so easy to just get lost and there's so many fucking like podcasts with names that like we're just like oh these are the people it's like the tonight show with jimmy kimmel or something yeah it's just like uh it's not like i don't need to know it's like it's just like it removes the middle layer and then we could just do like funny we could do like secondary shit like that like a verse and lucas amar thing 
and I keep running into this thing with every platform. So we now have our, uh, we now have like the Telegram, we have like a Patreon, we have the Substacks, we have this, we have our Twitter, and it's like, are we really gonna go? And we're gonna come up with like a new, a new clever name for every one of these. Like, we're gonna name our Telegram channel something yeah. different than we're gonna name our Patreon. That's gonna be different than our podcast. That's different than our names. Like, at some point, it gets really insane. No. It gets way too much. Exactly. It's just like, all right, what are we, all we need to know is who is this network orbiting around. And that's what I, that's kind of like how I, I think it'll it. be it really funny though. Let's say, let's say that uh, one of us is like killed in some sort of a horrendous freak accident. <laughs> and we have, we have somebody step yeah. in to replace us, but we like leave the name exactly the same. <laughs> like, like you die and well, we replace you with like, uh, I don't like second city bureaucrat or like zero or something. And uh, uh-huh. and it's still verse and verse. Make sure something. All right, I, I like that. I like that. I we're like, like we're that, like juicing uh, your dead that, body. That from, we're juicing your yeah, dead right? body. Yeah, right. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay I with that. At least I'm remembered in death. Yeah, that's one way. And to like, would you like do like verse and Lucas, and then just put like a and then put like a like a like a a redacted like logo over like some kind of like logo over that adds the other person's name on it. It's like Virgin Lucas and it <laughs> or, like crosses or put out. Like a, a and little like tombstone. Like we, we have a tombstone and all that. <laughs> I like that too. I think that'd be good. Many, there's many options there. Yo, dude, I've really got to say though. So I have this audio interface now, which basically lets me, uh, it's going, I, my computer output is going into the audio interface where I've plugged in a microphone. This audio interface though, too, lets me, uh, it has like a monitoring function where it, with essentially zero latency, it is taking my audio and plugging it back into my headphones. So I'm wearing a pair of headphones right now. I can I can finally compare my audio level to your audio level. So like you know how the, the gain is, uh, it's it's pretty matched up. It's because I can do this now. Yeah, I can just sit here and turn the I little understand. dial until it's all. And it's also really good because when I start moving farther and farther and farther and farther away from my microphone, and it gets harder and harder to hear me, I notice it and I can move back again. So I'm starting to understand why oh. everybody does all of the basic generic podcasting things. Because, like, you know, if if we go back and listen to my old uh, or our old episode, it started off and I was very good and clear, and then gradually I started playing around more and more with like, how far away can we get away from this microphone? And uh, <laughs> the answer was not quite as far as I thought. So I didn't realize yeah, that until like we a- were listening to it after the fact, though. Mics are weird because they'll pick up fucking they'll pick up like a siren on a car eight miles away in the background. That's why this is that's the condenser mic, bro. My, my on the other nice, side of the fucking my oh, nice dynamic is? mics that we've got here. Yeah, well, the I don't know what it is with the condenser. Oh, well, I I do. I just don't know how to explain it without drawing a bunch of diagrams. Essentially, though, dynamic okay, microphones are uh, less sensitive to outside stuff, and they have a very uh, they have a very specific pickup pattern. So like if you want to make a microphone that picks up things only in front of the head of the microphone capsule, but negates noise from the sides and the back, you can do it. Whereas condensers kind of slurp it all in. And you can make condensers that don't necessarily slurp, slurp. but yeah, but the, the blue Yeti thing definitely slurps all that shit in, man. It sucks up all the outside noise, which is why, uh, I don't know. I guess if you don't, it's great for ASMR, it seems, I guess. And they're pretty sturdy and stuff, but people seem to all hate them now. 
they used to be like the big meme thing and now everybody just thinks they're total shit like if you go and google them everyone is like fuck the blue yeti stereo microphone i can't record anything on this without sound treating my room and i need to buy all of these blankets and hang them on my walls just <laughs> to get any because like everything echoes off of everything and it comes back and makes like a bunch of weird distortions whereas uh the dynamic mics just don't really seem to have this problem interesting yeah that's a level of like uh autistic detail that i don't have uh but i'm sure that this is you, true. you would have it after um, about 15 minutes of googling around for which microphone to buy it's, that's it's true like, yeah. i mean like i do notice this stuff but i also like kind of but what's funny to me though i have the opposite thing if it gets too good like too high fidelity i'm like i can hear like every but i can like hear the yeah you don't need to hear all the mouth sounds throat. i don't want to yeah i don't want to know like how like how wide your fucking gullet is you know what i'm saying like i don't yeah, need you all definitely that. we don't so i need people to like sounds. lower the fidelity of it you know that's what i think i think so it, it seems you, you like basically like any much. mic you can get for like a hundred bucks is gonna be fine uh and then they all just have different sound profiles uh, yeah that's that's right. i have i have this one and then i have that other one that makes me sound a little bit actually i'll just pull it over again <laughs> And then I have this one that makes me sound a little bit more like a radio announcer. Uh, I don't. I feel like there's a lot less detail in this one actually. There's some. There's some technical explanation. Yeah, everything's just loud. Is. is it louder? I guess the loud might. No, be, well, I, it just seems like all levels of it are loud. Like the mid and the and the highs and lows are all just like high gain. Whereas like the other mic, it like it feels more concave. Huh. Or convex one I, of the two. I feel like this one has a, like a big EQ. boost in the the lows and the low mids and stuff. I might be yes. totally wrong. Yeah, and I haven't looked. I haven't looked at the EQ curves on either of these. But uh, yeah, that's that's just how I'm feeling for this. And I uh, I don't know. Like I feel like it's kind of smoothing everything together in a way that makes my articulation a little bit harder to pick up on. But I don't necessarily know if I'm making that up or not. But here's the thing, though. Yeah, I wonder though if um, because usually I I do this kind of effect to everyone's voice. Typically, by the time by the time I put it on like online, so I wonder what it would do if I do this effect again, or if it won't even matter because this is already happening. That's oh, yeah, no, I mean that's gonna be funny if you apply any sort of a, a general effect because it's gonna impact both of them. And I think generally you can. I mean, I, I, could, I do it track by track. I could I could I could do it like isolated, but I I wonder if um what it would sound like yeah mm. i think it might sound like you're like fucking take... barry white <laughs> i think you, you can take any of these it's mics. Like, uh, that's like <laughs> did you like that i laughed anyway though that was really considerate of me yeah i appreciate i, I really appreciated that yeah <laughs> or maybe you could think i'm a dishonest snake who's never going to be uh never going to be real with you mm. no i'm okay with i'm okay with flattery flattery always wins with me i'll let you i'll i'll, I'll take fake laughter at my jokes same actually i love the fake laughter i love what i love even more than fake laughter is uh like a half-hearted fake laughter when you know that you've forced them into a position where it's uh they socially have to <laughs> laugh at what you're saying right like you, you're in a you're in some position of authority you're running a meeting they're one of your direct reports you're saying a joke that uh they find like extremely inappropriate or distasteful and they have to do it anyway right they have to laugh <laughs> yeah, that's so your, good. Evil, your evil sex it's, it's joke. such a power move <laughs> it's such a power move yeah and they're like ah, i can't wait till I'm, I'm out of under his thumb i don't have to laugh at his shitty ah, jokes I fucking i fucking hate this but that guy. Would, that's what makes it 
this is like the this is the uh the underlying thread for why dad jokes are so fun too because it's like you know the joke is bad but like <laughs> yeah they like, like kind of have to laugh or they yeah, or they just get mad there's at no you. fucking like, dinner oh. for you little timmy if you don't fucking laugh at my joke timmy there's no, you got no fucking food <laughs> <laughs> fucking locking you in the basement dude fucking, it's curtains yeah, for you don't laugh you my better joke fucking again. laugh you'll see how funny my my joke is when you don't have dinner fucking bro. <laughs> yeah exactly that's what makes the dad joke just chef's kiss you know the implicit threat <laughs> they're, they're simultaneously uh the most dangerous and the most tame of all joke varieties yeah Especially, yeah, exactly. Like, there's always a, it's like, what if daddy comes home from drinking tonight? After, <laughs> and then laughing his joke. <laughs> comes home after, after like 13 years of you not laughing at his jokes, he comes home like fucking hammered and he just takes like a tennis racket and he just like smacks you and you're just like bouncing all around the walls of the room, dude. He's just hammering you around like, fuck you. I've been saving this up for 15 years, dude. I fucking hate you. He's like, and seven, eight, nine. He just like beats you and just like seven, eight, nine. He's like googling shitty puns. Why was six like, and seven? Huh? Well, like laughing maniacally. Exactly. Hi, I'm. Uh, oh, oh, hi, hungry. I'm dad. I just keep fucking hitting. <laughs> yeah exactly this is gonna be like the specific thing that's played back in like 30 years when we have some sort of like a domestic uh domestic dispute and our neighbors call the police on us right they're gonna have the ai through everything they're gonna gonna run uh, do these guys have a history of making any sort of uh violent jokes no except this one time they like, then, laughed they laughed hysterically about the idea of like beating their children on a podcast <laughs> other yeah, than that, that, clear, that, that fucking that ai query that happens like 30 seconds in like 30 seconds they go through our entire history it's great though <laughs> i do like i do like that ai uh you know like it can do some very impressive things but uh not at the expense not without the expense of like extreme computational power. And this is the thing that's always made me feel very, uh, I don't want to say bearish, but like reverse bullish on AI for the sense that I think obviously it's going to have some really impressive use cases, but the idea that it's going to hit some, some part of uh, like, it's going to be a massively adopted tool for which common people are able to like solve the world. I don't think is ever really going to happen because it takes so much compute power. So, like, asking it any random thing costing, like, oh, four cents point, yeah. is, uh, like, that's kind of debilitating, right? Like, if you're going to ask it to make, like, one answer and that one answer costs four cents and you've got, like, however many billion people do it. Like, what sort of ad revenue, like, cost leader engine do you have to have built to allow something like this to function? And the, the computer, well, you know, like, think obviously, gonna be like a Moore's law obviously, it's going to go down. But, like, we have, yeah, like, haven't we, like, stepped out of Moore's Law in terms of our gains in, uh computational power like didn't didn't we yeah i mean yeah the parallel processing thing didn't like work as it's supposed to um so i think so and then we just we've just been like optimizing software and shit like that we haven't like improved hardware wise in a while 
and I mean, like, we have quantum kind of, computers, kind of like... running out of yeah i mean maybe this quantum shit but it doesn't really seem to be like i don't know i I've, i might be Liable, talking out of my yeah. ass here but everything that i've read about quantum quantum computing says that it's like not suited for the algorithms that we're using anything else for so we would have to yeah no that's the thing like everything for on both a framework not... level or no that's the thing with like not for like the last couple improvements like parallel processing and also this is that we haven't even like optimized what we're doing for these two so we're not really getting much faster which is which is kind of the other thing with like why are we making new versions like you know like what's the point of upgrading phones and shit like that and like computers when it's like we really actually haven't improved much of the tech inside of the idea of upgrading phones now makes me want to kill myself like i remember as a kid like yeah like do you, do you remember do you remember like every uh like six months before you got your new phone you'd be like oh my god like what what are the best uh what are the best roms gonna be for this thing and uh you're like fucking around like rooting and like flashing all this weird uh weird software shit on there and now it's just like if i ever have to if i ever have to switch to a new phone i'm gonna kill myself like I'm, I'm straight. Oh yeah, just, no, I'm. I'm gonna eat a fucking shotgun, man. If I have to go and I have to sign in to 97 apps one more time, like I am just going to give up on life, man. <laughs> I want my phone to last like a decade. The last one I had for six years, and I'm, the only reason I had to upgrade is because like the storage space. It was just too yeah, much. That's, to, I'm, like, on, I'm on 128 like, gigs now, which and that was that was working fine until I started taking a bunch of videos and recording audio notes and. uh yeah, now we're now we're, we're getting at the point where I, I pretty regularly put like 15 gigs of either video or audio content on my phone over like a two day period. And I have to dump it off. I wonder what I don't even know how much memory I have. But yeah, that's the, that is the ultimately I mean, I have a I don't know. That's like ultimately the like the real that and battery life, I guess. And they don't really make it easy to change batteries anymore. Yeah, there's which the, is the so battery frustrating. Things. Because I, I right now I have the Samsung S21 5G Ultra, and uh, I, I fucking love this phone, man. It's the best phone I've ever had in my entire life. Uh, it doesn't have a headphone jack, uh, but I solved that by just never listening to audio if there's anyone around, right? This, it's kind of like how... So there was a lot of compounding things when we were talking before about how I, no, I you stepped don't have, like, out of listening headphones? to music. No, I'm never going to get the Bluetooth headphones, man. I think that shit's total cancer. I don't like them. Well, that's, that's kind of the same with me. They're, they're very, they're very convenient. Like I 100% know that if I got them, I would be like, wow, it's so easy. Like maybe I don't care about frying my brain, but like I'm just mm. not going to go down that rabbit hole. Nah, they kind of suck actually. I had like the Google ones and they like never fucking work. And it's actually very frustrating. Really? I don't have, I, I don't have a headphone jack either. I just, yeah, I mean like they work, but like, but then they, like they work fine in like certain rooms and then sometimes they just don't. And then sometimes you move your hand the wrong way and it's fucking one of the ears go out. And then like right now I have them and one of the ears just won't pe- uh, pair anymore. And like oh. nothing happened. It just won't pair. And it's just like, I fucking hate Bluetooth. But yeah. Yeah. That, but I mean, I have uh, my, my have opposition the, uh, to them has always been, and it started off being something really gay. Like, uh, Oh, the audio quality is worse because we can't transmit the same bit rate over Bluetooth as, uh, as we were able over wires. And, uh, and now I don't really give a shit about that, right? But now it's like, do I really... And most of these function, right, by having a Bluetooth connection from your phone to one of the earbuds, and then that one earbud beams it to the other earbud through your brain. Yes. And, uh, and, and like, yeah, right now the maybe, one that's getting the, the secondary signal is the one that just doesn't pair. It's fucking... Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. 
Yeah, my, my assumption is basically that, like, with all other radio technology we have in, like, 60 years, we're going to say, ooh, you know, we might have been a little bit too high on our exposure limits. We might have, we might have uh, overestimated a little bit. I mean, there's like there's that whole thing that study just came out how like we're down like fifty percent or some shit like that in sperm count. I'm like, it has it obviously. I mean, I don't need to do any research, and I'm putting it all on. We have a fucking we have phones in our pockets, frying our nuts, and that's the answer. I mean, and also like laptops and stuff. I mean, obviously I there think, might be I a dietary pro- component, I think the sperm but the entire thing is probably world. like the most multifactorial question of all time. Like, there's got to be eighty seven for sure, but like. Right? N- it's got to be like sunlight. It's got to yeah, be but there's not weird, every your day lifestyle. Yes, it's got to be yeah. the fact that like everybody, uh, you know, nobody's nobody's doing any sort of challenging thing. Like, and this was something that like the the OG lifting studies found was that lifting increases your T just because like you're actually trying to accomplish something, and most people in their life never do that, right? Like, you never. Oh shit! Really? You you never seriously like pursue some sort of a goal. It's just like you show up and you kind of do the bare minimum. Like even at work, most people when given like a deadline don't really like care enough to experience any sort of like, oh, I've got to, I've got to actually grind for this, right? Yeah, that's true. That's, that's bleak. <laughs> that's a black yeah. hole. But I guess, yeah, I, well, I, guess or, I mean, people used to white do this, right? Like if you find anything... Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you had yeah, to. I mean, you had to like grind, otherwise you're fucked. To go like, what? What's the the Ted Kaczynski uh, like the power process meme about? Like, in order to actually live, you have to go and you have to find some sort of uh, like a, a food source, power right? Cycle. The the power mm-hmm. cycle. Uh, <laughs> power, he was, yeah, he was talking about how you have to go and uh, you you actually had to like directly accomplish the things that led to your survival, whereas now it's like it's all done through proxy. Like instead of going and acquiring mm-hmm. the buffalo, you go and do some sort of strange toil away in a cubicle, and then people give you invisible credits that you in turn exchange for a pre-processed buffalo. And the whole process sort of obfuscates mm-hmm. like what you're actually doing to the extent that your subconscious mind everything, can't yeah. really like uh, reward you in the same way. Yeah, you're very abstracted away from everything. And oh shit! Sorry, I just got my my fucking like. Uh, I heard it. That was pretty good. Just it just exploded really good. in my fucking ears. Yeah, it was in my head. That was fucking. Oh, crazy. those your anyway, headphones? Um, that was my headphones. They just fucking blasted my eardrums with this fucking notification. Oh, that's but um, everything. Yeah, everything's just so abstract that it's like there's no like, and it's, uh, the more like rural and not rural. Sorry, the more like urban like the environment you live in, the more. You, you get further abstracted away from really everything. So no wonder everyone's a fucking soy bug man. In Something I really didn't it. understand about people who, uh, people who have lived in like a city their whole life is that th- there's a very low level understanding of like supply chain and logistics. I thought it would be the other way around. Like I thought people who lived in an urban environment would wind up having like a better understanding of how supply chains work than people who live in the middle of nowhere. Oh yeah, no, absolutely not. I mean like anything I learned about it, about really like food or like or mining like any any like raw material i I learned after i left the city because like there's just no reason for like there's just kind of like no reason for you to to understand like you kind of this is kind of where like the politics of a lot of people who like live in the city come from it's like it all just kind of appears in front of you so a lot of not thinking about like oh how did this basic building material come to be exactly it's just there i mean you might have saw someone building it kind of or some cranes but like you didn't you don't like the idea that like bricks have to come from a place or like the one that actually threw me the one that like really fucked me and i never like 
understood, I like never considered this until I was literally like 25, is when someone told me that the um, the cork trees for wine bottles are like going extinct. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, there's a fucking tree for that. That's like, there's, there's yeah, like, like it's a, got to, oh, it has to like, come from, it's not just, it comes from that somewhere we, that we cut out of a uh, cork. Like we just, I thought it was like lab. a synthetic material. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was like some kind of, and it's like, oh shit, this is a fucking tree. And, and that's like very clear. Like I grew up in a city for most of my life. So the thing I, that I, and I'm like, and I, I consider myself relatively, you know, learned it. And, you know, and so like I can yeah. only imagine half these people, half these people are well, re- like I, I think, idiots. I think the way that everybody out in urban areas, uh, or fuck me, we keep reversing this. Everybody out in rural areas figures it out is because the shit breaks. You know, like you live in the middle of nowhere and you've got two internet service providers and one of them goes down all the time and the other one goes down only intermittently. And like, yeah. just through the process of uh, like ping ponging back and forth between these two internet service providers, you eventually realize like what the specific things are that break because they have to come to your house so much and fix your main line so much. And you you start trying to do it yourself, right? Because it takes them so fucking long to get over here because you're in the middle of nowhere, right? You're not you're not like a 15-minute drive away from these people. It's like a 45-minute drive. So you have to schedule an appointment two weeks out if you ever want your ISP to come over and try and reconnect you to the internet. Mm-hmm. So at some point, the barrier to entry to do it yourself becomes uh, so low relative to what the alternative is that you just start working on everything yourself and figuring yeah. it out that way. It's the same way with like, Oh, I'm having electrical problems. What do I want to do? Do I want to call uh, like Wade's Electric out to the middle of the fucking forest, or am I gonna try and maybe Google it myself? Yeah, that's very true. Though I, for most people, I don't recommend that you fuck with electricity. You get the electrician. I've been told there's one. There's a few things I've been told in life, and it's uh, let the electrician do the electricity. Electricity is one of those <laughs> things it. that you can. Uh, yeah, you you can really dick yourself good. Uh, yeah, because there's like, and it, it's not necessarily <laughs> yeah, because like least. conceptually, uh, <laughs> conceptually, electrical wiring is like super hard or super difficult to understand. Like you can go and you can Google it and you can give yourself a very good yeah, rudimentary understanding of like uh, commercial electrical supply in probably like ninety minutes. Like you could understand basically everything you need to know to wire a house up. It's just that electricians spend a lot of their time ingraining a set of very specific. Uh, habitual routines that they do whenever they touch any of the electrical boxes or open a breaker box like they they know what to put their gloves on they know like what order to test the uh to test the voltages they know what order to turn everything off they they know Mm. to like ground themselves they know what to do if uh they fuck up and they touch like a hotline and they've practiced this a bajillion times and it's just the grounding stuff we're like is very important like and, and I got all the hotline stuff. Like yeah, that's what yeah. people usually end up fucking getting fried. Dude, that's the, the specific thing that people do is like uh, because I mean you know your your muscles are all electrically actuated, right? So if you mm-hmm. grab something that is you you grab a hot wire and it is oriented properly such that it causes your muscles to contract in a way that makes you grab it even harder. You're now grabbing mm-hmm. it at like hyper maximum capacity, right? Because the amount of electricity in your uh, in your lines is going to be a lot more than your brain sends to your muscles. So you're like you're 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 basically turbocharging your muscles to grab the thing that's shocking you as hard as possible. And there's ways that you can get out of this, but if you haven't practiced, I've been told to get hit with a two by four. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, th- there's ways that you can do yeah, it for sure. But if, <laughs> if you if you haven't practiced any of this and you don't know it off the top of your head, like people very frequently just sit there grabbing it, getting shocked until they die. Yeah, it's yeah, it's fairly common. So there's you can do plumbing yourself. It, it sucks, but you can do it. You can do all that, but electricity. Yeah. Leave it to the electricians. Especially, and electricity it isn't necessarily like, I don't, I feel like telling people that they can do their own electrical on a podcast is the equivalent to like giving financial advice and not disclosing that it isn't financial advice. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I, I yeah, will say I like, I, I've a- done a lot of my own electrical and I haven't had, I haven't had any of these issues with it. Uh, the one time. But you're I also the person who on our first episode was fucking soldering in your garage. That's like, true. Well, I, yeah, like, I mean, you're, I, you're I, welding I, and you're, you know, right. And I, I did install, I did install the 60 amp outlet for my welder in my garage. Uh, and that was actually, exactly. really you're a little bit of a special but, case. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It's, it's not anything that's like 99% of people. Yeah. I don't know. No, it's it, not it's conceptually just, hard. It's just really, 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 really hard because but. any, anyone who goes out and Googles like any electrical problem they have, and then they Google how to solve it, they're going to find a really easy solution. And uh, they're going to be like, well, why don't, why couldn't I do this? What the fuck is first talking about? Like, I could do this shit easy as fuck. This is, uh, <laughs> this is child's play. But like, it's really not the actual, uh, like, the theory behind it. It's just that in order to get there, you have to avoid so many of these weird little gremlins that are uh, it's not things that you want to be having to worry about when you're alone. If you have a partner there, it becomes substantially less dangerous. Yeah, you're probably fine. Like if, you have, if you have somebody there who's going to make sure that, like, if you freeze up, you start getting shocked, they come over and they whack you with the baseball bat to break your hand free of the wire, something like that. They make sure that you never... Uh, God, I mean, this is... I feel like this is so, like, rudimentary, but you never, <laughs> you never take I mean, the listen, wire and you it, grab the other side of the wire with your other hand and bridge it across your heart, right? Like, it's just, it's such an obvious thing, but yeah. I always, like, you don't, you don't make a fucking, I will, is it though? Yeah, this, this is like something making a circuit across your heart. Yeah, I mean, people yeah. do that all the time. Yeah, people, people yeah. like turbo pacemaker themselves. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so I was to say, this is kind of like with what investing is like, everyone knows buy low, sell high, but the, in like the, like the conceptual aspect of like investing is, is actually trivial. Yeah. Buy low, sell high. Yep. Very simple. But <laughs> it's just the reality that in the moment, of the matter is there's a lot of it, yeah. fucking ways to ruin it. And <laughs> this, <laughs> there's this so many ways to die. With, this is the problem with so many things now that I'm thinking about this, actually. Everything is conceptually extremely, extremely easy. But then when you get to the actual practice of it, it's like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> just like just like little things right like yeah. el- electricians all have uh high voltage testers they have these little things they have uh, like it's like a non-contact tester they don't even have to touch it to the leads for it to r- light up it just detects oh there's a 60 hertz cycling going on and you can get them for like four dollars at like harbor freight or something and everyone obviously says okay you don't want to just use this right if if the if the tester is telling you that there is no current running through the wire, you still want to bust out the multimeter. You still want to make sure that there isn't. Like you you want to double check. But they have like just little things like this that make it extremely easy to do like ongoing double or uh, on, ongoing like continuous checks when they're messing with the circuit. Whereas like a normal person would have to like take both hands off and use a multimeter. And like multimeters aren't uh they're not super convenient because you obviously have to use both hands for both leads unless you develop some sort of like a marsupial like ability to use the leads as chopsticks <laughs> or something like that. Uh-huh. So it's 
I don't know. And when, when people find themselves in a situation where they have to use both of their hands to do something, they uh, very frequently do stupid shit, like put one of the leads in their mouth to hold it because they're like, oh, yeah. like, fuck, I have three things I'm trying to hold. <laughs> I, I need I need somewhere to put this last one. And it sounds super obvious, right? Like if you were to tell somebody, don't chew on the hot electrical wire, uh, everyone would be like, that's, 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 I'm not a fucking retard, bro. I know not to do that. But like in the moment when people are just using their like innately trained problem solving skills on like total autopilot, they will totally put the fucking wire in their mouth, man. It's like, have you ever gone to a gun oh, range absolutely. with a girl? Absolutely. And you tell them, you tell them like, hey, so... You yeah. can't. You cannot look down the barrel of the gun. Okay, never point it at you. And uh, they're like, I would never. Like, I there's bullets in there. I would never do that. You hand them the gun. <laughs> they empty the magazine in the general they're direction like the of the target. And as soon as they get to the end of the magazine, they turn the gun back and they look right down the fucking barrel of it. <laughs> they're like, "What? There's no more bullets!" Oh, <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. Oh, oh like, I see. Well, yeah. <laughs> And then you say like, oh, hey, that's, how, that's why you told me not to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've started getting to the point now where I have to like do this really weird, uh, you know, how like you, you spot people when they're squatting where you get up like right, right in their shit. Like you're like meshing your body with theirs, man. You're like, you're so up yeah. in their space. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, that nice. Yeah, under, yeah, yeah. That oh, under yeah. Your, your arms are <laughs> under them. Like you're, uh, you're, you your that, legs that, like, are that fucking into, squat. You're, you're all, yeah, you're all nested in with that shit. Uh, that's basically what you have to do with girls as they're approaching the end of a magazine so that you can catch their arms as soon as they try and look down the barrel of the gun. <laughs> because 99% of the time, it's not going to matter, but I'm so fucking scared that one of these times they're just going to have time. like, right, they're just going to have like missed the final trigger pull and there's actually still going to be like a bullet in there. Yeah, I mean, I've seen so many, like, I've never seen anything like that, but I've definitely seen like people who are like well-trained with guns, like have like misfires. My friend shot a hole in his wall, like just oh, dude. Like the, I think he was cleaning we his gun or something. With he just like shot, and it's like we were hanging out with our friends from college one time, and all of us, all of us went to the range. Uh, I don't know, probably once or twice a week. Uh, all love to shoot. This guy was literally in the military, and we we all this. I mean, we all would bring our guns and we would sit around while we were talking or watching a movie or something, and uh, just like show everybody like what new gun we built or what new gun we got. Uh, it, it was like an extremely, um, I don't know, like if, if somebody from Twitter were to walk into the room and say, like, you're all federal agents, we would have like no fucking, uh, no fucking counter argument. It looked like it probably looked so bad and it looked way worse <laughs> because this guy, uh, so t <laughs> typically we would, I mean, obviously like abide by very safe gun practices in a situation like that, but some guy came in he had just gotten off of uh off of one of his tours and he comes in and somebody hands him the gun and instead of doing a chamber check he just dry fired at the garbage can <laughs> but it wasn't a dry fire oh my god <laughs> he just fucking and we were like in an apartment so he just like oh blasts god. this fucking garbage <laughs> and then everyone <laughs> so then and we all have we all have like rifles right so and then everyone's like oh fuck so then we just leave so like 20 people with rifles after the gunshot go up just leave just start spraying out of the apartment <laughs> And I was like, oh, dude, <laughs> if there's a camera in this hallway, we are so fucked. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it looks like a fucking militia in there. Yeah, it looked I'm really crying. sketchy.
the gun because the those gun will be a Patreon all, section. Yeah, the gun channel all or the gun channels all had some sort of a big issue with this, where they were getting banned well, like, for uh, like discussion of just like basic personal defense training. Because in the discussion oh, of personal defense training, you inevitably describe how to shoot somebody. Yeah, that makes sense. Gun channels, gun channels actually were like a really weird, uh, like they they basically got as radicalized on censorship as like the most the most far right Nazi of all time because they uh they they got exposed to like also like ground zero doomsday levels of censorship. Yeah, I bet. I mean. Yeah, I can definitely see that, especially with like. But they were an actual, like they were an actual like, big community, right? Whereas like, uh, but, you yeah. know, random, random weird, guys. You would think the NRA like, would have. You would think the NRA would have the ability to like fight that, I guess, right? Because the NRA is like huge, like one of the strongest lobbies. Period. I will say, you know I, mean? I will say, it is one of the biggest lobbies. I will not say it's one of the strongest lobbies. The NRA doesn't do shit. Everybody, oh, okay. all, all of the. Uh, all of the conservatives and liberals who aren't involved with guns have this this sort of like big uh totally indomitable view of the NRA and they just don't ever do anything mm-hmm. right like they they get all of this funding and uh they they never push for anything right like if you look at guns rights over the history of the, I, I, this has changed actually recently in the last year or two it's been one of the only issues that things have gone more uh rightwards on with i guess now the uh the other exception of abortion but it's, it's just been a very gradual chipping away at guns rights overall and every single time the nra was theoretically in the position like they had they had red x they had red y red z and they had the ability to like push some sort of legislation they just like didn't it's it was sort of like the republican party overall but like there were opportunities definitely to uh to try and reverse some of the like ammo capacity restrictions that they'd put up well on you know now that, now that you say that now that you say that i do feel like i haven't heard someone like mention the nra like publicly like they used to like in the 2000s it used to be like oh the nra and it was i was like the scapegoat constantly. and it's been really but weird like, because ironically ironically people have stopped holding the nra up as being like the big boogeyman for things now that things have actually started happening on the guns rights frontier like now that now yeah. that people because uh i don't know if it's like constitutional carry or whatever but like a bunch of states have basically passed laws that allow you to carry without a permit uh in some way and this well yeah this would be this would be considered a win for most gun people right but it's also like why are people now talking less about the nra and its influence now that it's actually like things are actually being achieved on the guns rights frontier it's like it's one of the yeah i mean the boogeyman's better when there's no light shine on it it's like the it's like not seeing it's like the horror movies not seeing the monster ends up being scarier Right. So yeah. it's, it, I guess it's easier to be like, oh, the NRA is like this big boogeyman when there's no real practical application. You can always just be like, oh, we didn't get this done. Like a left leaning person can be like, oh, we didn't get this done because the NRA exists. But then, yeah. Now, when there's like practical, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't hold the same. And they had a bunch of weird anymore. scandals too. And I mean, it, it was one of those things where like you want to look at a ranking of charity organizations by what percentage of their donations go towards like, the actual causes i think the nra is like you're spending like uh there's spending like seven percent of your donation towards any sort of actual lobbying and the rest just like gets frittered away there's a bunch of other second rights amendments groups that all the gun Mm -hmm. guys recommend that actually uh try and fund things i never really looked into it too much or cared because i don't 
care enough to donate to these groups yeah donating to shit almost always almost all organizations organizations you do like anyone would donate to i feel like your money never goes towards that's basically my feeling half too, the time is that charity overall and like, I, is and like I have, a scam I and like if i ever if i yeah, ever get the I opportunity really like to like scam. do some sort of a, an, a personal business dealing with somebody where i can uh like independently verify that the funds are actually going towards what i intend them to go towards I don't have a problem with that. That's fine. Uh, I will, I will help out somebody if I think that they're like a reasonable investment for stuff. But the idea that you're going to go give money to a charity that just kind of like pisses it at whatever, you know, like I like having the agency to be able to say whether a person is a good investment or not. Right. Yeah. And I, I, actually, mean, I, I will say, have, I will I, say, like, I have not seen a single, I have never in my life had somebody fail to repay a loan to me because I am extremely good at guessing not guess. I'm extremely good at uh, using my sixth mm-hmm. eye to tell who's going to pay me back. Your sixth eye? My sixth oh, okay. eye. Oh, fuck, you my third eye. Oh, you're... I was going to say yeah. sixth eye. Yeah, I pivoted into eye, and it just got, got all Lucas fucked. Lucas just docks that he's a lizard, man. He's like some fucking, like, he's one of the... Uh, I'm a spider. You know, the... the uh, this is all a fucking op. No, you're like one of the NWO. You're an NWO plant. You got five eyes secretly. The five eyes. I knew it was too good to be what true. What are the Five Eyes countries? The elect- yeah, the Five Eyes. But um, no, yeah, we get some great to the listeners. Look at that. We just gave you exclusive content. None of this can be aired on YouTube. So shout out to you if you pay. We have s- several patrons now, so we're out here. Yeah, that's kind of awesome, actually. They just got a whole every time. Every time I think about yeah, that, and I like- feel like an extreme hope for the future. Like the fact that we have it does it is very white pilling. Like I, 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 it's like absurd, right? <laughs> Yeah, because then you get then like now there's um now there's points on the graph, right? Like the met like the of tracking like right. growth. That's that's and then the- you know, okay. You know this is how many we need for it to be like a viable thing. So it's like, oh wow, this is like okay, this is I need a, there's a few functions that can occur that would get us there. You're like, oh shit. It's the same thing with like growing an account, right? It's like real. You, you join Twitter and you have eight followers and you're posting stuff and like you have no idea how to tell like how to make something better or worse or like figure out what people like because you have no feedback because you have eight followers it just sucks right like it's total horse shit the period the period of twitter where you are like zero to 100 followers is like for somebody new to the social media fucking, overall period. yeah it's you, like it it's the, the longest most, to get across there it's the most hellish thing ever and like if if you've done it before right like you can just blitz right through that right when Do i made quickly, yeah. when i made woman lucas i went from zero to like third three, in like a day or something and it's it's like once once you've figured out how that's to, still in fairness very much out of the norm. Yeah, that's true, I guess. But going to three thousand that fast is out of the norm. But I mean, zero to a hundred, two hundred, three hundred in like a day is not really that unheard of. Once once you like graduate to like a tier of understanding like how the algorithms work, though, like unless the algorithms significantly mm-hmm. change or uh, human preference and content just like totally inverts or something like that, you can basically. You can run it up again, right? Like Spinach Bra made a new account and yeah. he's been around for like a week or two and he's, I think he's at 8K or something now. Oh, damn. I mean, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Also, if you have like a built-in audience, that's also really helpful. But I mean, like even my, like I did, I made an account. I got, I mean, I didn't do nearly as well. I still got like 150 followers in a day. So it's easy to get past that first section if you know how to get past the first section. Uh, I but think the hardest is that. You have to learn it, which fucking sucks. And then like, and I think honestly, yeah, you have to the, grind through it. I also big, think getting to 500 is the 
the other real difficult i think getting past that after 500 it gets really easy i think twitter is really really fun from like 200 to 700 i had i had a lot of fun on 200 to 700 twitter that was really good uh and then i once i got to like once i got to like 2000 to 4000 that shit sucked that was like the worst period of all of all twitter to me was when i was in the like why 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 do you say five ish i don't know i don't know specifically what it was i just had way 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 less fun and then once you get up close to 10, you have sort of your own ecosystem. Like you have your own dedicated reply guys. Yeah. You have people who like understand your bits and jokes and stuff. And they join in whenever you're interacting with followers and stuff like that. And it gets really fun again. That's a good point. Yeah, I guess 2000 is like the, it's like you have the, you have the reach that like a normal, like a bigger account would have. Is like side and people recognize zone. you, but it doesn't. Yeah, you're a side character. It doesn't feel, you're not, yeah. Like you're, you're, you're like, like you're the like main big enough, you're big design. enough that you're notable, but you're not big enough that like everyone's like familiar with you and like gets what you're doing or uh, like likes you as a person, right? Yeah, it's not it's not ego satisfying. You you know that you're just a, a, on the side. You're like a C cast member. You're like on the bench. Yeah. Once you hit 10k, you start to feel more like I'm I'm in the I'm in the mix now. Yeah, 10K, 10K was definitely oh, when things started getting really, really fun again. Yeah, I mean, now, I don't know. Now it feels, I don't even know what this is anymore. Well, I, it might just be, now I might I'm, be delusional too, because like I might be just projecting the way that I like to use the internet onto everyone else and assuming it's the same. But like, I really like the interactive side of Twitter. Like I like going back and forth with little reply banter and uh, being able to do just like funny responses to stuff and if it sort of brings itself to you, it's a lot easier than if you have to like go seek it out and find things to reply to. Yes. Like I can just scroll I with my that. notifications to find something that I want to interact with as opposed to going and scrolling my timeline. I haven't, yeah, I actually haven't agree. I also think that I, people always say like getting a bigger account, feel, I mean, it's usually people who suck at posting that say like getting a bigger account is like a bad and they wish they can be smaller again. But I, I don't really, I, I can only see like upside of getting like more followers. I'm like, I don't, everyone's like, oh, remember they did that question. Like, do you want to have fame or money? I was like, fame is so much more. Everybody wants fame, but nobody would ever, nobody would ever say fame. Right. I said fame because I'm not a fucking pussy. Fame is lit. lit. I think people just have a flawed understanding of like what fame would look like in that context. Right. Like, yeah, they think of Britney Spears going crazy. Yeah, but I mean, like realistically, the thing is that fame gets you both attention and capacity to generate money. Like, there's nobody who's famous who, if they played it smart, couldn't also leverage that into money, right? Like, there's no. Yeah, absolutely. Fame effectively is ability to capture attention, and ability to capture attention can always be converted into money. Exactly. Yeah, no. There's a reason why everyone's like trying to be fucking famous, even it's like even if you're trying to be famous, like. The e girls like 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 by like being a OnlyFans chick or whatever because anyone who like really wants to be pragmatic about it once you get once you become famous you can kind of uh, judo that into anything yeah right you is, don't have to stay been, famous with the thing you got famous for this has been uh, Bruce Asparagoid the Lunkdow CEO guys this has been his generalized advice to everybody and I think it's pretty good is uh. If you have no fucking clue what you want to do with your life, just go out onto some social media uh, and start building a a library of content, start posting, getting better at it, build up a group of people who like you a lot. And at some point, somebody's going to come to you and say, hey, 
I like you and think you're funny. Do you want to work together on this? And maybe it's going to suck. Maybe it's going to be total shit and you're not going to be interested at all, but there's going to be eventually somebody who comes and approaches you with something that you are interested in and you're going to turn your like weird social media grift into, or not even a grift, your, your weird social media presence into like an actual industrial presence. Like that was how he got into the Luna stuff is he just started shit posting about a cryptocurrency and then eventually a bunch of the developers from the community were like, hey, I find you funny. Uh, do you want to join our group chat? he comes into the group chat and then you know how it goes from there like you get in the group chat and yeah people are like oh you seem to have x y and z talents we're looking for that would you like to help us with this or oh do you want to get in contact with this guy and it just like goes from there like any i mean that's how i get make money now or have for like the last couple of years it's just like i was shit posting and then people were like oh you seem like you can do xyz yeah or or rather i need someone can you do this and i'm like yep got it yeah and like most people if if you suggest most people to go like start a business or something like that, the average person isn't really going to do anything because there's a very high barrier to entry, right? Even to like minor stuff, like say, uh, I mean, my first thing that I did was basically like a hobby, right? Like I was, I was maybe 12 or 13 years old and I started making and selling a bunch of high end, like audio amplifiers and components. And I did this because I was a cheap bastard who wanted to have a nice audio amp and I didn't want to pay for it. Uh, and the only way that you could do that is find the schematics and put it together yourself. So I did that. And then after I did it, I was like, wait a second, I can just keep doing this. So then I started selling it. Uh, mm. That's a very that's a very high barrier to entry that most people are not ever going to do. But uh, what people are willing to do is go and post shit on the Internet. Because it takes no effort. Like the only barrier is, oh, God, yes. people are going to laugh at me. So you can go and you can do this. And you can uh, start putting stuff out there. And inevitably, the process of putting stuff out there leads to that stuff being polished, right? Like, I suck ass at long-form writing. I'm going to start doing more sub-stacks because eventually that is going to make me okay at it. I don't think I'm ever going to be good. Like, when I, look, when I look at people who are genuinely good at long-form writing, it is something uh, that is borderline incomprehensible to me and something that I don't think my brain is ever really going to wrap <laughs> itself around. But it's, I think it's a very important method of communication that I want to learn and so I'm going to do this and I'm going to go spam you all with Substack emails and uh, hopefully they'll be. Listen, fun. I think I'm a hack too. So it's okay. Well, you're, you're it's better okay. at writing than I am. Because, everyone, I mean, like I, I can read your stuff and it, it all goes and flows together as like a cohesive story. If I read anything that I write, there's, it's very clearly chunked. I'm writing a Twitter thread. Like there's, there's like 240 oh, character breaks in the entire thing. And I have, I have like a contained mini story <laughs> that then branches into a contained dialogue that branches into another contained mini story. Like it's not, uh, it, it's the high level structure is not there. It's entirely like an ADHD spurting no, see, of like whatever is in the moment. So I'm trying to do that. And yeah, that's like, that is, that is the hard, I guess, yeah, making it flow is the hard part. It's kind yeah. of like when you're playing, doing an instrument, playing an instrument or something, like if you're writing a song or whatever, it's like, if the song is not supposed to be like this section, this section, this section, this section, getting that like natural, uh, I guess like low. And that's our show. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Click the post notification bell. Follow us on Twitter, uh, vers underscore laloon. L-U-N-E and Schizofreak Quincy so S-C-H-I-Z-O underscore F 
REQ. Anyway, all the links are in the description. Additionally, make sure to check out our Patreon um, slash Verzen Lucas. Our Twitter is also slash Verzen Lucas. But yeah, catch you guys later.